Welcome to From the View Box with Hal and Chris. This is the podcast of the UMass Medical School Department of Radiology. My name is Hal Lowe from the Division of Emergency Radiology. And I am Christopher Cernelia from Musculoskeletal Imaging. Welcome back. We hope you've been enjoying this uh, multi-part series on the economics and history of radiology. We return to finish our discussion with Professor Frank Levy, this time discussing outsourcing and artificial intelligence machine learning. This is kind of a, a, a personal curiosity of mine, which you're the best person to answer is, which is there was a short brief period of time in uh, the history of radiology where there was a concern for outsourcing of radiology jobs to other countries, let's say yeah. India. How, where did that begin and how did that turn out? The, uh, the same, first of all, it began with the same insight that Paul Berger had around, you know, that he, that he had had in 2000, that people realized you could bring other people into it. Um, I, I think that, that um, the, the issue was, uh, it's, it's just a basic issue about how much, what you might call guild or occupational protection you have in a country. We're talking about legal issues. That's what we're talking about. And um, the, the first foray that, that got a lot of attention came from Massachusetts General Hospital, where a radiologist there um, was, had drawn up a contract with uh, an Indian firm to do reconstructions, right? Not even doing reads, just doing reconstructions. But of course, once that happened, once you saw that contract, then everybody knew that if you could do reconstructions, then you could do reads, I mean, sort of regular reads. And so there was this firestorm of, of uh, protests from the radiology community in the US uh, and, and they have to pull it back. They, this, they blew up the contract within, I think within two or three weeks, the whole enterprise was dead. And um, so I, I think that, that was kind of, you know, that was kind of the history of the thing. Um, other companies, Wipro, as I recall, in India had tried to get into it also with the argument that saying, hey, look, uh, when you guys do night reads, in a hospital, it's always the residents that do the reads and then somebody, you know, do the first read, the primary, the wet read, I guess you call it. You do the wet read and then the, somebody else has to sign off on it later. So why don't you let us do the wet reads? And, and I think that a lot of what kept that from going anywhere was, was basically the legal environment, which is to say, suppose you're a radiologist and you're on the stand and, and they say, well, you made this mistake in this thing. And you say, oh, yeah. They say, well, why did you use a foreign radiologist? Why couldn't you use a U.S. radiologist? Because you wanted to save a few bucks or you went over to India and now this patient's dead. Well, nobody wanted to be in that situation. And so um, it, it just, it never got anywhere. And that sort of protection, I mean, to, to put it in a different situation, um, I, I live right now in North Carolina. If you go back uh, 30 years in North Carolina, uh, there were huge manufacturing still in textiles. And after 1990, all of that stuff first went to Mexico and then went to China. Well, there's nobody stopping the textile manufacturing from going out of the country. It went. 
And by the same token, there was a lot of legal and other protection keeping the radiology reads from going out of the country, even though it was technically feasible. So that, that's, a, that's a very poignant explanation on your part in terms of the medical legal reasons that uh, outsourcing, uh, let's say, to India never became a huge thing in radiology. But let me draw a direct line between that and what many of our listener, listeners currently are thinking about, which is if we replace um, out of this country uh, radiologists doing preliminary reads, let's say on overnight imaging, as you've just described, what about if we replace that person with the artificial intelligence machine learning algorithm? Because you could, uh, one thing that's being talked about quite a bit is an AI machine learning algorithm that could perform a preliminary uh, interpretation on, let's say, an overnight uh, imaging exam, and then a, a live American radiologist doing a final read the next morning. How yes. do you draw that line? And do the same factors, uh, are the same factors, do they need to be considered in, in the current situation? It's a, it's, a, it's a good question. And, and my guess is it's that the, the answer is kind of blurry in the following sense. Let me, let me give you a, a different um, example from a different area that, that I've worked on some, um, which, is a, which is a legal question. So the, the, the issue in, in legal circles, when you have a trial, there's a period prior to the trial, what's called discovery where you have to turn over all documents that are relevant to a particular issue to the opposing side. And so then the question is, is a given document uh, relevant or not? Should it be turned over or not? And, and typically before artificial intelligence, the way that they handled that was to take a bunch of junior lawyers and, and a set of expert lawyers would have taken, experienced lawyers would have taken a set of, of documents and classified them as relevant or not and then you would have taken the junior lawyers through this or the, or the paralegals through this and they would have sort of absorbed what's relevant, what's not. And then you would have turned them loose on this whole huge amount of documents and they would have had to classify. Well, the way you do that now with machines, you do that now with natural language processing. And, and the way it seems to work in practice is that associated with a classification is the probability that the classification is right. That is to say that the, the, that the artificial intelligence can say, we think that this document is relevant with probability, you know, 0.93 or 0.62 or something like that. And so what the, the way it's used in practice is that for documents that are, have a very, very high or very, very low probability that are sort of slam dunks of either being relevant or not relevant, you say, fine, we're just going to go with what the machine says. But if the machine says it's 0.4 or 0.6 or 0.5 or whatever it is, they say, no, no, we got to have a human look at that. So it's, it's what you might call culling, reducing the sample that the human eye has to look at. And I would expect that you will start seeing uh, radiology reads to the extent that they're any good, that the algorithms to the extent that they're any good, being used in that same way, that to sort of eliminate out the extreme cases at either end and, and have the radiologists look at the cases in the middle where it's not so clear. And, and in some sense, this is, no, this is not a, a big fault of the machine because you know yourself that if you have multiple radiologists read an image and it's a tricky image, you may get disagreement on it even now. 
And that's really what the machine is saying. It's like, well, it could be this, could be that, you know. Great, that's fantastic. Um, and let me just take this opportunity to um, remind all our listeners that um, Dr. Dr. Rosen and uh, Professor Levy have uh, given graciously given us uh, um, links to their four-part series uh, in the JCR entitled "How Radiologists Are Paid," uh, which is recently published in uh, JACR. Um, also, uh, we will provide a link to some of uh, uh, Professor Levy's other work, one uh, entitled, Can Robots Be Lawyers? Computers, Lawyers, and the Practice of Law. That should be an interesting uh, article for our listeners to read uh, in a different sphere, not, not medicine or radiology. To conclude uh, this uh, episode of From the View Box, we, uh, Chris and I would like to I think from the bottom of our hearts, our, our two special guests today, uh, Professor Frank Levy, uh, thank you very much for joining us and taking us through the historical perspective of the business of radiology and other topics, associated topics. Thank you very much. Thank you, Frank. It's been thank my you. pleasure. It's, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for asking me on. And that concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening and supporting From the Viewbox. We've attached additional reading materials to the episode notes as provided by our guest. And please visit us at www.umassmed.edu backslash radiology. Thank you to our colleagues Charlene Barron, Tom Delaney, and Dan Ramsaran for their technical assistance. See you next time.